0: Hey guys welcome
1: to uh red state blue uh where we explain the left to the right i'm josh i'm doug okay the last thing we're gonna talk about here real quick is campaign finance reform oh boy uh fight to the democrats platform uh they don't have a lot on this more of it sprinkled throughout but their focus is with the, the little little blurb that they focus on is what i'm gonna gonna go through here um they went to fight to pass a constitutional amend- amendment that will go beyond uh, merely overturning Citizens United and related decisions like Buckley versus Vallejo by eliminating, uh, uh, eliminating all private financing from federal elections. Uh, you're laughing. All right. Work with Congress on legislation to strengthen the public funding system by matching smaller dona- dollar donations for all federal candidates Uh, Crack down on foreign nationals who try to influence elections. Ensure that super PACs are wholly independent of campaigns and political parties. Bring an end to dark money by requiring full disclosure of contributors to any group that advocates for or against candidates. Uh, Ban corporate PACs from donating to candidates and bar lobbyists from donating, fundraising, or bundling for anyone they lobby uh, for or for anyone they lobby. Uh, bar 501c4 organizations from spending money on elections i'm not sure what those are um and that is it
0: all right so the republicans um in 2002 there was an actual campaign finance law that was passed this last one um it was called the bipartisan campaign reform act and it was co-sponsored by john mccain um god man john mccain um it was in everything i oh anyway so uh this passed it was opposed by most of the gop um most of the gop did not like this law when it was passed it prohibited national political party committees from raising or spending any funds not subject to federal limits even for state and local races it also prohibited ads from naming a federal candidate within 30 days of a primary or caucus, of 60 days of an election, and prohibited any such ad from being paid by being paid by a corporation. Um, it also, uh, um, yeah, so that was the big thing. Here's what happened: um, Mitch McConnell sued the Federal Election Commission. Um, over this law and won, and many of it was stricken down. And then Citizens United also uh, sued the Federal Elections Commission and eliminated many of the provisions that were in it. Um, since then, the GOP has not given a crap about changing any of it. Now I should say, there are some younger people in the GOP who want to see this change. And just for the record, there has always been a minority in the GOP that want to see changes and would side with with Democrats to get campaign finance reform done. Um, so far in this year's election, 2020, the GOP has has received over a billion dollars from super PACs. Uh, that's super PACs who have raised as, has because it's unlimited money, they can raise as much as they want. They just can't. They're not allowed to work with um, candidates. They can't yeah, they can't they coordinate. Can't coordinate. Um, so they've raised over a billion dollars. But to be fair, the DNC has raised just as much. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. um, Eight hundred million is the estimate right now. So they're two hundred million dollars shy. But they're still just, I mean, over almost two billion dollars in unrestricted money. Now I will say this, Donald Trump, as always, ruins everything. Um, <laughs> his whole, um, he's he was gonna drain the swamp. Remember that, Josh? He was yeah, gonna I remember that. drain- well, let's, let's
1: get to the discussion on that. We'll, we'll talk about
0: that in well, the oh, Hold on, because I just wanna point out like, as far as like, um, you know, since Trump sets the uh, agenda, he sets the policy. Um, my point is if Trump is continuing to be president, I really don't see anything changing. Right. He's, he's hired uh, 281 lobbyists in his administration since taking office. Um, one, uh, T- Timothy Mellon, who works for Pan Am Systems has contributed $10 million to his campaign. Kelsey Warren who's the CEO of Energy Transfers, is $10 million. She owns and operates the Dakota Access Pipeline. Betsy DeVos was a Betsy DeVos's family has raised about a million Uh, dollars. Linda McCain or Linda Linda McMahon, yeah, uh, who is uh, was on the board of the WWE. Um, She also was made Small Business Administration secretary by Trump. The Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, yeah, four point five million dollars. Um, federal law restricts how much money an individual can give directly to a campaign. So instead they give to super PACs and they have very generously. Um, So if you think Trump is going to drain the swamp, you're a freaking idiot. Um, He is the swampiest of swampers and he has gotten more super PAC money than any, anyone else in history. So don't think that he's just magically raising all of his own money and spending it out of pocket. No, nope. he's not.
1: Right. Okay. The, kind of the first thing i want to touch on kind of like follows up with what you're talking about there. This is the part where obviously neither of us in like Trump, but I want to reiterate the point that you said that the Democrats raise just about as much uh, from PACs and the amount that they're giving and the amount of, you go back to Obama's administration, if you look at all these czars that everybody called, all the different people, so many of the different people were lobbyists or worked for other corporations. This is not a Democrat, Republican, partisan issue. I'm critical of Trump because you can't run on a platform of draining the swamp and then become the swampiest of swamp monsters in history and not like it be called out. That needs to be called out. But do not think for a second that either one of us is like saying the Democrats are clean of this. Uh, Heck no. I, I think that uh, even if you look at the different stuff that they talk about, their focus is on PACs and making uh, dark money, uh, uh, making PACs independent, uh, making dark money more uh, like requiring disclosure, uh, barring lobbyists from donating directly to the people they lobby for. Um, but none of this is ending PACs none of this is stopping the money coming in the platform the dnc does not fix the fundamental issues of these things it does one good thing or the two good things uh is they want to go beyond ending citizens united they can say that they're not going to there's no way for them to first off and so they have a problem saying that because then they can get people on board you know to get their base riled up and be like yeah and citizens united but they're not going to um they can't first off uh not with the current supreme court um yeah (laughs) yeah, they'd have to go through legislation there's no way it would get passed um work with congress on legislation to strengthen the public funding system is good because that means that gives um outsiders more access to funding that they can become more competitive in races which is a good thing um, that, that people that don't take PAC money can have, can still get better funding. And so it, it, it can mix things up and that maybe in 20 years, something can be done. But right now, the, the swamp is here to stay. Uh, to me, one of the things that I, the only hopeful thing that I see is the amount, I think there's something like 60 members of, of the Democrats that aren't taking any PAC money, 60, 70, something about that. And there's two or three, maybe on the Republican side. I can I I can't really think about names, at least that are are swearing them off. But that's like taking it directly. It doesn't mean they don't have PACs. Even Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the scary socialist of the that she has a PAC. Um, what she does with that PAC is a little bit different than just you know running ads for her campaign she does it to fund uh, other people but it's still a pack it's still a political action committee and there's still money involved in this system Um, and so it's one of these things it's like (sighs) boy it's a race to the bottom in a lot of ways there's there is hope We're we're taking the tiny barest minimum of steps but in my mind can you imagine a biden administration first off uh especially with a pelosi led house and a schumer if they take the senate led senate doing any of this kind of campaign finance reform this is here we no. here go me and you this is where the Republicans can get on board and 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 we can all agree about how crappy schumer and pelosi are you know there's no way that any of this happens anytime listen
0: it doesn't happen with okay so the way this system works, because I I, I I didn't know this until recently, but the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, when they when they have different seats in the House and the Senate, like there's different committees that you get on. Like you're on the Ways and Means Committee, you're on the uh, Judiciary Committee. Um, they have all these different committees that that was where legislation starts like when you write a when you write a law as as a a congressperson you don't just get to take it to the floor and be like oh i wrote a law so let's all vote on it today it has to go to committee and then even when it's at committee it's up to the chair of that committee what legislation is actually going to come before the committee to study and to look at to make amendments and correction and then they vote on it and then they take it to the floor of the senate or the house and the chair of both of those whether the speaker of the house or the, um, the majority leader in the Senate determines what pieces of that legislation out of committee will actually come before a vote. Okay, so it's very important what kind of committees you wanna be on if you wanna make any sort of difference. Right. The problem is both parties, both parties require you to pay the party, a certain amount of money to be on certain committees. So your Congress people, Republicans and Democrats, if they want to be on any committee, they have a, they get a bill. They get told, this is how much money you need to raise for the party. And once they do that, then this year, we'll put you over here. We'll put you on that committee. You raised you raise the money that we want, we'll put you over here. So they're constantly trying to raise money. Now, when it comes to PACs, that money cannot be used this way. But what it does is that the money that they're out there fundraising, so when Nancy Pelosi's out there doing a speech in San Francisco and Chuck Schumer's out there in New York, he's trying to raise money for his re-election campaign. In some cases, that money that comes through, depending on what source it's coming, he can actually use that and pay the party. Now, it doesn't come to him, and then it's, like, it's like he's raising money on behalf of the party. So however he does that, way to go. Um, The problem is they're relying on these PACs to do it now. And these PACs, regardless of what you think, they influence elections. They influence legislation. People don't just give a billion dollars to a candidate if they don't think that they're going to get something in return. They're not just doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Right. There's a reason that these super PAC, there's a reason that Linda McMahon gave $4.5 million to a super PAC that's out there running ads to try to get Trump and other Republicans elected. Yeah. Um, And who's to know what that is. In some cases it's not so obvious. It's not supposed to be. Um, And maybe there are people, listen, Josh, I'm not completely just like a, Maybe there are some people who just have so much money and they just like people and their friends. They're just going to give money. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> but why does the NRA, the gun lobby, the biggest gun lobbyist in the, in the country, why do they give so much money, by the way, to Republican senators, not, not people in the house, right? senators. Yeah. Um, why is it that Mitch McConnell sued the FEC over this bipartisan camp campaign reform act, which by the way, when you look at what it was, is something we all agree we need.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Well, would if it you surprise you?
1: Job, you need that. <laughs> would it surprise
0: you that when it comes to how much money individuals get from super PACs, that Mitch McConnell is number one? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and. Here's the other thing. I I, I don't want anyone thinking the Democrats like again. Democrats are awful. I saw on the 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 lead Democrat in charge of the Ways and Means Committee in the House uh, takes more corporate money than anyone. He's a Democrat. He takes more corporate money than anyone in the at least in the House. I don't know if it, if the Senate is the same way. The House uh, is different. It,
0: yeah. Spending it's, bills have to start in the House. Yeah. That's but, that's a big.
1: Yeah but that's a, but if, and it's the ways it means. So he controls the, the money. I mean, like he, he's the purse strings guy. And so of course the corporate money is just flooding this guy and it's awful. And he is a Democrat that needs to go. And he got primaried unsuccessfully this year and hopefully we'll primary him again and get him the heck out of there. Cause it's horrible for him to be willing to do that stuff and be influenced. Here's the issue. Uh, just like you said that all these different people, uh, if, if the system is such that it requires you to fundraise in order to be in these positions, unless that process is changed, uh, people are going to still need money to do that. Now, it does mean that, that as an individual, if you want to see the finance reform, you need to find individuals who are not taking any super PAC money uh, and support them individually because it, right now, in the matter of we need to give them control of the levers of power in order for them to actually affect change. Um, Because then when we cut off their funding, they, you know, we have more sway over them in terms of affecting those levers of power. Uh, That needs to happen. Um, And right now the Democrats are leading on that, but there is no reason the Republicans can't lead on that. And uh, I, I think that there are some people in the, you know, I think that there can be a movement within the Republican party to make that happen. There's no reason there can't be. And once it becomes bipartisan, then we
0: can see some actual change. Um, Okay, so here's one thing I do want to say about what you were talking about with the Democrat plan. And I think it actually kind of, maybe it kind of speaks to the the reason that neither party really cares about campaign finance reform. Is that when your proposal is, we're going to get a constitutional amendment. (laughs) Why don't you just say, we're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's 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 another the the hyperbolic you know dramatic language to try to get yeah it's it's insane it's uh it drives me
0: crazy right, here's one thing that I thought was interesting and I think this actually fits with with campaign finance reform even though it's not as much about campaigning but it does go to the the underlying issue of why this is a problem um Bill Clinton did something in his candidacy that I think at the time um I don't know if I don't know if either party really knew what to do with it, and Republicans at, at 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 beginning was it were against it, but now they actually want to see this, and it was the it was the line item veto power. Yeah, and so basically, what what to kind of give a little bit about what that is is like, Clinton decided, and I don't know where he came up with this. I think it's because when he was governor of Arkansas, he had this power. Um, and nobody had done it before. But when he was president, if a piece of legislation came to his desk for his signature, and as you know, like a lot of things, especially when it comes to spending bills, it starts in the House, it has to be approved, and it goes to the Senate, they approve it, then it goes to the president. Well, when when Clinton was the president, he would look through line items, and he would cross out line items he didn't like. He would sign the rest of the legislation, but he would cross those parts out. Legally, the idea was, he didn't want to veto the whole bills. He would veto just sections of it. And it would go, if Congress wanted to, you know, go back to the House or, or the Senate, depending on where the legislation started, and get the two-thirds majority to override it, they could if they had it. But otherwise, he had the powers to do that. Paul Ryan was actually advocating for Barack Obama to have that power. Paul, yeah. yes, Paul Ryan. And, and the reasoning is because it takes away that kind of pork spending that gets in these bills that you know are going to pass. And that's where these lobbyists are like, you know, what would be nice is if you put this in there. We'll help you through re-election if you put this in there. It takes all the burden off of Congress because they're like, listen, I might do this, but you know Obama's just going to line item it. Right. Right. It, it, it,
1: it takes away the power. It's super problematic, super problematic line item veto. However, it would kind of help a little bit in this category. I, I, I don't think it's the answer, but it is interesting that, that would that, that would actually like take some pressure off of the of, off of Congress and reduce pork barrel spending, which I think is, I mean I, I think thats a, that's an interesting uh, way to, to approach this. I think one of the things uh, an example we see right now with the stimulus uh, fights is what was it? Trump put out there. He's like, uh, I'm all for just a straight, give everybody $1,200 checks. If you can send me a clean bill, that's just that I'll sign it
0: today. Right. And if he had, if he had line item, he could do it. Now, the, the thing that happened with line item, just to kind of like, because some people might wonder, like, what, what, what happened? What happened was it, um, the Supreme Court said he couldn't do it. Yeah, because there was no law in, uh, like, at, at all that said he could. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't take a constitutional amendment. He could, he could. literally, there just needs to be a law passed by Congress signed by the president that would allow this to happen. And it would be a law they could do. And they could always change it if They didn't like it. Um, and, and what this also, just to be clear, th- the president can't add anything to the legislation, right? He can only take it's out just veto. And it's just vetoing parts of it that, that he or she doesn't like. It's yeah. not, it's not, taking a part out and then writing something else in.
1: Well, and see, that would be interesting then because I think the problem is is pol- what this does is you, you, you throw, uh, it's sort of like what was a problem with the crime bill is back in the 90s was there was a lot of really bad stuff, but there was a lot of really good stuff you know, um, in that crime bill too. And so it's one of these things where like the bad gets mixed in with the good. And so you don't want to get, abandon the good just because there's some bad crap in here. And so you end up, uh, you know, voting for it, even though it's got a lot of really bad stuff. It's it's basically like, I mean, especially if you go through like the the current military spending bill, like every time the the military funding comes up for renewal in the house or whatever, you, you saw how huge that bill is. There's no way to read it. And there's so much pork in there, you know, it's ridiculous. And it's, and, and you can't veto it because then you're not supporting the military. But it's like, it's 800. So much waste and crap and and just like, just garbage. It's
0: $800 billion a year. It's it's
1: nonsense. So it's stuff like that, you know, it could help. You know, it's nice that they can't, you couldn't add anything. It's a thought. It's interesting. It's an interesting idea. Oh, one, Um, one
0: more thing. One more thing, though. Um, because clearly, maybe there's a line item that gets in there. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe they change the rules about super PACs, which would be good because that's that's a tax code thing. They can change that yeah. pretty easily. It's not, you don't have to worry about Supreme Court overruling that or anything like that, and you don't have to get a constitutional amendment to do that. Um, but what? But the other thing you could do, and maybe it's the most important thing, is the thing that'll work. Is pay attention to who's paying your senators and your house representatives, and if you don't like it, vote them out. Yeah, vote. Yeah, tell, out. tell
1: people, tell everybody, vote them out, and and make it priority. And say, I don't support them because they're taking money from this. Like if it, it, it's just like we've talked about with like um, in our first video, when we talked about us versus them. If you see corruption, don't necessarily call it the political system is corrupt. Say, I don't like what this person is doing for this specific reason, the money that's coming from them. So uh, I, think, uh, the, uh, I think that's an important part of it. I do wanna say one last thing and we can wrap this up um, is that oftentimes you know, we think of politics as corrupt because of this sort of thing and swampy because of this sort of thing. And we see them evil money influencing greedy people that come in and take their money and they're in it for these different things. It's actually a little bit different in a lot of ways it's lobbyists find or or corporations find people who think like them and support their ideas and want like like the nra will support people it's not the people they support are not just like i want to win i want to i want power i want power and therefore the i'll take it from whoever they're like i believe in gun rights and so yes, I will take support from the NRA. And so the NRA finds those people. So it's not a matter of like uh, fundamentally we're corrupt because of their because of this situation. It's their uh, it's not money comes in and corrupts people, it's the people that come in are brought in by the corporations and the money and interest in a lot of cases. Like um
0: I see what you're saying. So in some cases, like Corporations are going to help get people elected who have never been in Congress before because these are folks that seem to share the same vision they have.
1: Exactly.
0: The problem becomes when you are in Congress long enough that you might say, Well, I still believe in the Second Amendment, but this bill would be really good for the country and it would solve our problems. But your biggest funder says, If you do that, we are not supporting your reelection. Right. 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 So it's one of
1: these things where like you're still it's it's not a matter of we get people in there and then people get their hooks in them. It's they get in there with hooks already and they can't and they're and they're because of that, they're, they're, you know, they can't really do that. And 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 that people fundamentally get in there and they already have a perspective and a point of view. And honestly, a lot of reasons. That's why we elect them. And, you know, is because they share we share that same view as well. And and so it's very complicated, but it is important to think about this because that is just one more element of like, oh, this is not this is not a swamp that's corrupting everybody. It's a process that allows people to get there to already have this agenda that er disallows them from being you know uh, changing their mind on issues. And so it's not always just the process of people being there as much as that is a problem, but it's the process of how we get them there. Um, and that's that's one of the reasons finance reform is important so to wrap this up fundamentally the difference between these two is zero there's no difference <laughs> the difference is is all fluff you know uh democrats can talk about it and they've made more headway and they they are saying things like they want to overturn certain citizens of the united so they're saying the words but let's be honest the reality is uh there's not enough difference. And this is one of the things that always cracks me up whenever I see posts about people saying like, oh, the Democrats are so corrupt and their supporters don't care. And it's like, I mean, you're not wrong, but when you put it that way, you're. it sounds like you're ignoring your own side. And it's like, uh, I'm not saying one is more corrupted than the other. I'm not saying one is taking more money than the other. I think it's it's an issue that we, we need to, as the as people as citizens come together and find ways to address because this system is not working. So right. All right. Well, that wraps that up.